All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. listening, whether that's on one of our podcasts or YouTube or watching us on Facebook Live. We are so happy to have you guys. This is CJ Derringer. I've got Dr. Tim Mounts and Smitty Neves along with me. How's it going, everybody? Hey, what's up? And uh, I'm excited to share and thankful to share that our show, All Things Unexplained, has officially reached number 34 on the U.S. charts, which is so exciting. 34 might not sound that impressive, but I mean, number four is Bill Nye the Science Guy. So we're creeping our way up. We're coming for you, Bill. Mm -hmm. We're coming for you. And that's out of what, like 300 and something, isn't it? And then out of 300 and something? That's out of millions. Yeah, out of every science podcast in the USA. So we're doing really well. And we do have followers all around the world. So if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, like our social media pages, and uh, join us on this crazy ride that we have decided to embark upon. That's right. Thanks for highlighting that, CJ. I, I That's what I was forgetting. I wanted to highlight how far we have risen in the charts. I could read well, your mind. Climb. I just wanted to take credit for it. Whoa. Were you really reading my mind? Because I feel like we talked about that earlier today. Yeah, no, I was. Yes. I've transcended into a... That's a short, that's a short book if you're reading his mind. But anyhow. <laughs> it's called, a, no, it's called mean, a novella. Thank you. Yeah. That is all that I yeah. got from him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we've got a good show this evening. Excited to dive in. Loving our new feature here where we can bring our Facebook listener comments <laughs> right up on the screen. I <laughs> 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 uh, I like how listener Trent Leonard always juxtaposes his comments with half evil, half half congratulatory. But thanks, Trent. <laughs> we really appreciate it. I'm loving that new feature. Smitty, good to see you again. I think you changed shirts from this morning. No, I'm in the same shirt. No, oh, <laughs> this my this this my archery shirt. So we we had another show this morning with Oracle Oriah Mirza from Malibu. Smitty, have you still got your Walking around Walmart shopping towel with you? Yes, I do. Thank you. Now it's my blanket. So, so. <laughs> No, it's oh. under my computer. I'm like covering up with it. 
it's cold in here. Whoa. Okay, that's how we a... that's how we roll in Mississippi. So. All right. Well, we do have a special guest, Connor Flynn, with us. Should we introduce Connor and bring him on? Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, sounds <laughs> sounds good. Sorry, this lister. These lister comments are really getting to me here. George Winter says, same shirt, maybe a new beach towel, a.k.a. handkerchief. <laughs> That's called an Alabama handkerchief. Yeah. <laughs> a beach <Let's> towel. <laughs> All right. So, we at All Things Unexplained are so pleased. I'm wearing to have a special guest with us tonight. I'm wearing, just for the Connor, I'm wearing my Legends of the Uwari t-shirt as CJ and I are both just about an hour and a half outside of the Uwari National Forest here in North Carolina home uh, to a lot of Bigfoot sightings but we've got Connor Flynn here with us tonight he's a paranormal researcher and author founder of the Bigfoot Anonymous group He's written two books that I have thoroughly enjoyed and highly recommend. One is called Big Brother, Bigfoot. Another is called Eerie Swamps, Road Trip to Eden. I've thoroughly enjoyed both these books. You can find them on Amazon. He's also authored a book, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner. He will be appearing tomorrow at Infinity Con in Tallahassee, Florida. Pretty jealous of that. Wish I could check in at Infinity Con in Tallahassee tomorrow. Let's welcome Connor Flynn from Bigfoot Anonymous to the show. Connor, come on in here. Hey. How's it, how's it going? How's tonight going? Good, you guys? good. I've, you guys definitely confused views on all that. Thank you for mentioning my books and Infinity Con. I'm still like... I'm still on a huge euphoric rush right now just because I'm trying to catch up to tomorrow, you know, and uh, I should be in Tallahassee right now setting up, but I'm going to be out there at like 5 a.m. in the morning. So tonight's going to be a early night, a nice calm night, but I'm very excited. The doors officially open at 930, 30 minutes early for the VIPs, but uh, 10 o'clock till five and it's one of the biggest super smash brothers tournaments in the whole country uh since the pandemic started so i expect the place to be wild is super smash still a thing that's a thing <laughs> yes oh, yeah yeah now it's on switch of course we all started on n64 yeah. when it was official right. and uh everything and i actually went on a cruise last year with the chris jericho rock and rager uh with AEW. and there was <laughs> i'm a huge i'm a huge gamer i work at a game store so it's like right up my alley but i was a halo player so i was never big on smash i played it a few times in college and of course you know growing up but i was just never very good at it uh but i i, I wish i was because i would be I'd be set. I would have Ronnie, my team member, stay at my stand while I go whoop at the tournament real quick for the catch five. <laughs> but uh, it, it will be. Oh fun yeah, I would definitely check in on that. Yeah. Wait, how much is the cash prize for this kind of thing? I think it's like two thousand dollars to the top ten. So, uh, you know, it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. Nothing spectacular, but it would pay the rent for a couple months. So I would be more than happy with it. Uh, but I'm just so excited to just be there and be public. And, uh, you know, these past few months, 
past few years have been really hard on society and everybody. So just catching up and seeing people in real life and getting to interact will just be like what will be priceless. I don't even care if I don't sell any books, but we have the uh, we have the Bigfoot uh, costume for my team member. He's going to wear it. We're going to dance around in it. <laughs> I know we'll sell books. I know we'll be the talk of the, the con. Uh, it's I'm I'm looking so forward to it because I finally get to explode as myself. I work at the comic book store, <laughs> and I, you know I'm always raising the temperature in there. But getting to be somewhere that <laughs> a place that I'm accepted widely and I have my own table. Oh man, I'm I'm super excited. I might not even sleep tonight. My heart's my heart's beating uh, ever since this morning. So it's it's so mental. Dude, be. I want to yeah. drive down to drive down to Tallahassee and witness this in person. Yes, I'll, yeah, I'll sneak you amazing. in. You know, we get two passes, so we'll be able to keep Ronnie inside. And <laughs> I want that I'll 9 a.m. We'll just keep keep filing people in as long as you're with the Bigfoot Anonymous team. <laughs> Fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I know exactly what you mean about, you know, how COVID just kind of spoils so much. I feel like I have so many things planned, so many trips, so many uh, festivals planned. And, and then COVID hits like, oh, man. There goes all of it. It's definitely a damper, but you can't let it can't let it get in your way. You know, luckily I've been down in Florida that things been pretty free. I'm like looking on social media and I'm like, you guys been staying in your house for the last two years? Like, look at my look at my Instagram feed. I'm out here. I'm going to concerts. I'm going to professional football games. I'm visiting college campuses. Come on, guys. We have to absorb the sunlight and uh, get that vitamin D and smile. You know, interaction, human interaction is so good for your immune system. We need to believe in ourselves, you know, because that's what we've done for the first 95% of our lives. We need to just be ourselves. And you're not going to find Bigfoot indoors, that's for sure. Yeah, 99.9% chances, you know, outdoors. I've heard of some encounters that he found in like warehouses or underground uh, oil rigs and stuff like that. You know, a lot of mining caves, but of course that counts as outdoors too. But hey, indoor, outdoor, dogmen, fairies, werewolves, Bigfoot, you never know. You never really know. And especially even in the water too. I was kayaking yesterday and I was looking for sea serpents and the swamp things. So you really never know what's out here, especially in Florida. But across the world, things are anomalies are rising. You know, the UFO sightings are going through the roof and then Sasquatch encounters are being told every morning. I know I'm listening to them every morning at least. Oh, that's right. You know, I'm glad you brought up the UFO encounters going up. So we've been talking a lot about that on this show. And I tell you what, I don't know if y'all have seen the preview of the upcoming government report, but I've totally nailed it. And I could, I as I predicted, it could not be more disappointing. So their synopsis basically is nothing shows that these, this is aliens, but nothing shows it's not. <laughs> that's the official that's the official synopsis so hello Sounds john right. q public here's absolutely nothing but connor i'd, I'd love to ha- hear your take on this rash of just ufo encounters that's coming out from the military and all different branches of government yeah it's definitely very interesting i've heard some firsthand and i've had firsthand encounters my neighbors have seen white things in the sky while we're throwing the football in the backyard like everybody's just gotta look up and you're gonna see strange anomalies you know ufo unidentified object you know all these 
all these acronyms they have are just just placebos of course you know are they angels are they demons are they extraterrestrials are they government are they nazis from world war ii who the heck knows are they just lights in the sky reflecting from the dome i really don't know but i really want people to research project blue beam because that is talking about a hologram and them planning this abduction in the sky you know i i know the alien sightings are definitely rising but i think there's there's some kind of you know mischief being held in all of this they wouldn't just release this you know for free there's some kind of agenda so i just want everybody to look into the military missions because it's been done before and uh it will usher in a new world order you know so we have to be careful but just stay away from the lights outside. Uh, you know, UFOs and aliens are very interesting, but they are some senses that we don't really even want to tamper with, 100%. Oh, yeah, can't disagree with that. Well, Connor, tell us a little bit about Bigfoot Anonymous, your organization. Yeah, that's my everyday investigations. And it started with anonymously uh, just reading Sasquatch encounters and, you know, just newspaper articles over the years and then it started moving into in the field but i've always been hiking biking and looking for cryptids you know i've been hunting and fishing since i was a young boy in ohio so the lake erie monster was always just really close to my heart and then the ohio Grassman, while you know camping in salt fork and then hiking this uh cuyahoga valley national park right next to Helltown you're surrounded by strange creatures at all times. So it was just the responsibility of the older people to tell me about it, but it has always just stuck with me. And now, you know, it's my life. I work at a comic book store. I write books and I love talking about the paranormal. And that's really like the bridge to the creator. So all these people that want to take the high road on me and want to make me seem like I'm some loony bin, we're talking about angels and demons and Nephilim and giants and David versus Goliath and all the stuff from the Bible. You know, I actually found the real Garden of Eden, 27 of the 28 trees in the Bible. Delta breaks into four rivers. Gopher wood is also known as Torea. That's what Noah used to build the ark. The only place Torea grows in the whole wide world is this park right over here. So it's very interesting to look into. And I'm open to many different alternative theories on life you know i'm really into middle earth and the extra continents beyond the ice wall there's thousands of continents out there and they got us stuck on six. Oh, seven because of antarctica come on guys like we already know right. there's a dome <laughs> heaven is real god is real i'm just big on the soul and that gets me thrown out of most uh society norms but i have no time for it you know i'm i'm fighting for the soul and the people and in these times of darkness not many people are, so I'm I'm one of the last last resort, one of the last survivors, you know. So I'm just looking for people to join this path. I'm not guiding a path. I'm just fighting with it in in the jungle myself, you know. Bigfoot's real, ghosts are real, heaven is real, but so is hell. We have to absorb that, you know. Movies are real. Everything that we've ever seen on a cinematic screen has some kind of reality roots. So nothing is made up. The human mind doesn't even have that capacity. Like, I talk a lot. I can't make anything up. I'm just pulling it from the cloud above. You know, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> well, you have um, such an interesting wealth of knowledge in so many different areas. A lot of the things you mentioned, I have actually never heard of myself. Where do you do most of your research? Where do you get most of your knowledge? 
I'm in the field, you know, I'm talking to people. I interview people daily about their strange sightings, but I also look into ancient texts like the Sumerian tablets, you know, the petroglyphs in New Mexico and just Instagram, you know, hashtags. You gotta hashtag firmament once in a while, no curve, you know, NASA is lying. Like there's a lot of weird groups I'm a part of. I'm a part of a bunch of research teams for Bigfoot and UFO that we communicate daily and we send pictures with weird circles you know and we're like oh i see eyes we're always talking about it and we're you know pulling apart this current administration and really trying to save this country and you know I, the last four years i've predicted so i don't know it's i'm just like oh my gosh i keep sh shrugging my shoulders at this point but you know i'm enjoying myself <laughs> kayaking and talking to people and that's where i get most of my wisdom is just out from the world you know i'm just pulling it from pulling it from what's already out there. I'm just trying to bring it closer so everybody else can reach it. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, the world used to be into something called the quest for truth. And we commented on this this morning. We talked to a, a young lady who had her own personal UFO abduction story to tell. But she's also just happens to be a shaman and really into a lot of spiritual and other paranormal things. And one thing we've we've noticed with this show is that there just seems to be a lot of crossover, you know, between religion and science and the paranormal. It just all seems to cross over. And sometimes the lines are so blurred, it's really hard to know which one is which. But I think we do ourselves a total disservice by closing our minds off to one particular aspect. You know, I think we have to to be open to all of it, to examine the religious part, the science, the paranormal. And I'm totally with you. I think that it's all about questioning, right? Like discovery cannot happen without questioning. And we have to question everything. We have to question religion and the scientific method is all about questioning, you know, uh, so I'm with you there, Connor. What do you think? We asked our guest this morning what she thought. What do you think? Do you notice crossover between all these different elements of, of that thing that people seek truth in? Yeah, it's all the same, man. Science, paranormal, folklore, you know, the word on the street, the word on the web. It all connects, you know, we're all energy, protons, electrons, and neutrons, you know, like I said, we can't make anything up, so it all just comes back to the source, 100%. All religions are just different interpretations across the world of spirituality, of paranormal, of supernatural, of the unexplained. You know, there's giants, there's the dome, there's other continents, there's dragons, there's worlds below our feet mentioned in all the native americans all the native australians all the people that built the great wall of china they all know these behemoths exist so it's just time that uh, we have to catch up in society people think we know it all as human beings when we're just a blip on the world of history at, even as human beings even the same type of people that you know talk like us and speak like us not even neanderthals or hobbits or other type of human hybrids there have been us for 300,000 years. So our little blip is nothing. And ancient technology is so much further than our Wi-Fi and electricity. We can't recreate the pyramids or any of these mounds. 
I, I visit, you know, prehistoric mounds every week. The Kolomoki mounds, Lake Jackson mounds, they are all facing the sun and the stars and all the ancient deities in the sky. So clearly these older people, you know, our ancestors had the answers. So I'm just trying to sink into that. I'm not trying to find my people from Ireland. I'm trying to find my people who built the American pyramids who are hiding behind the Grand Canyon. Like, we all don't even know where we came from, and we're accepting some false truth that is like half as good as what it could be. So I'm, you know, I'm fine with being scorned and looked like this crazy guy, but I'm trying to stick up for everybody because I know that uh, after you hear what I got to say, you'll be more of a human being. And, you know, it's a it's a current, it's a ongoing process every day. Trust me, it's a battle within myself, but we all need to go forward because we're being moved back at alarming speeds. We're not even humans anymore. Look at two years ago, we used to enjoy ourselves. Now we're scared to even look at each other. It's scary, man. We mm. have to be better than that or else what? Or else it's going to be, you know, worse than, Germany in the 40s in America it's going to be worse than anything so we need to wake up it's a desperate plea hey unexplained ones this is Dutch Mouse we would love for you to follow us and give us a five star review check us out at allthings-unexplained.com there you will find links to our Facebook Instagram Twitter buy me a coffee and Patreon This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. And now, more Connor Flynn with Bigfoot Anonymous. something interesting that I want to sort of dive into a little bit more about ancient technology being far more advanced than what we currently have today. And when all of this UFO stuff started coming out, somebody said to me, what if that is actually human technology from prehistoric times? Maybe humans existed before and they went extinct or what have you and came back around. But what if humans had created all of this technology and it was underground or what have you, and now all of a sudden it's coming back and we can't explain it because we don't have the current technology to understand it, but that our ancestors or whatever you want to call them were so much further advanced than we are today that it's not necessarily aliens. It is human-created technology from way, 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 way back when. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, you're spot on. I love it. I had that conversation earlier today, really. It was like, oh, those might be us of the future, you know? Who knows? It's, It's lights in the sky, and we've always existed. Energy has never been created nor destroyed, so we have something to do with it. Either we're made in our maker's image, or that's us on some futuristic ships. And, you know, as people and energy, we could be as protons, electrons, and neutrons, you could be particle and waveform. And most of the time we're particle, you know, 99% of the time we're solid form. But when you are your true being, you can become wave. Most of the time is when you die and you're your spirit and you just go to heaven or hell outside the dome or down underneath the subterranean caverns and the pillars of earth and the four corners. Uh, but in those true moments of not death or life, you can 
So that might just be us astral projecting or us dying or us in the future. Yes, it, it might be. But it also might be the extraterrestrials because we're not the only ones here. And uh, when I say aliens, extraterrestrials, I'm not talking about like 400 light years away. I'm talking like 400 miles away, you know, to the other continents past the wall. You know, just look up Operation High Jump. Operation Deep Freeze. These are military missions. Walt Disney, the Disney guy, you know, it was frozen. He was on these missions. If you watch the, the Disney logo, it's the kingdom. That's us. That's heaven. That's the world. And then that star floats above and it makes a dome. He was literally on the missions that they found the dome and they found the wall. They bombed the dome and they bombed the wall. Like, and it had no impact, of course. What, what can man-made anything due to god's creation or our creator's creation it, it, it's silly to even that's david versus goliath you know and david's not winning that one but these are military <laughs> missions. admiral bird he won the medal of honor he found lands beyond the poles luscious jungles mammoths he won the medal of honor so if you support the troops that's the highest honor let's let's read his diary you know like a lot of people think I'm crazy. Sorry, I read more. You know, I wrote more. I read more. I stay up lighter. Like I have insomnia. <laughs> my neighbor. Hey, I don't. Like I don't hands are tools of the devil. So it's good to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're speaking to Connor Flynn, paranormal researcher and author, author of books such as Big Brother, Bigfoot, Eerie Swamps. Road Trip to Eden, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner, and founder of Bigfoot Anonymous. Connor, I really liked what you said about how we're all made of protons and neutrons, etc. Yeah, show us those books again. There's Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner. Yeah, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner, Big Brother, Bigfoot. I have not had a chance to check that one out. I love Big Brother, Bigfoot. I definitely want to get into some of those stories in it uh, in there. And I love Eerie Swamps the uh road trip to eden love them i highly suggest people check them out great reads They're very entertaining i loved what you said about us being made out of protons and neutrons connor because it reminded me of something one of my favorite people said neil degrasse tyson you may be familiar with him so not only did he remind us that we're actually all made out of the same stardust that our universe is made out of that the, the same stuff that the stars are made of is literally, and CJ's heard this show from Neil deGrasse Tyson too, it's literally what comprises us as well. So it's not unexpected that we have some sort of deeper connection that we can kind of, if we just open our minds, we can sense it. You know, there's a deeper connection to the universe there that we all have, but we are all made from the, the very stardust of the infinite universe but he also says something funny about it connor he said you know chemicals get a, a really bad rap in society you know you look at the ingredients on a, a wrapper of food and it, it says things like hydrochloroxide you know coloring <laughs> part three you know and it's like a really terrible sounding name of a chemical and he says you know it just seems unfair to these chemicals he thinks if they had more friendly names like rainbow dust or something that the chemicals would be you know viewed in a completely different light but he said chemicals should not get such a bum route because all my favorite friends are made out of chemicals so <laughs> no no reason for these chemicals to get such a bum route but you know i'm also glad you brought up 
the mounds. Because Smitty and I, we grew up seeing Indian, Native American mounds every day. We're, we're both from Mississippi, grew up and born and raised in Mississippi. Spent many hours on the Natchez Trace, which runs all the way from Nashville yep. to Natchez. And all along through there are just inexplicable Native American mounds. Yep, lots of them. My uncle used to discover them around here. As a matter of fact, right about six miles from where I live is the campsite of Chief Tishomingo, I believe. So there's all kinds of Indian artifacts in this area. There's tons in in Mississippi that I've looked up. You know, they... All the ancient people, of course, set up villages along the most luscious river in America, of course. But sadly, you know, a lot of disappearances have been rising along the Mississippi as well. And you guys are probably sure of the uh, Pascagoula River incident of the alien abduction that happened down there in the 70s, how two men were abducted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually went there last year. Uh, I wrote about it in Big Brother Bigfoot, but I was charged by something in the woods and i had a little accident in my pants that night and uh it was pretty crazy <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you're yes. familiar with what i'm talking about but uh i, I was, do want to get into that connor sort of <laughs> that that was one of my favorite segments from your book i believe that i believe that was in big brother bigfoot yes the pascagoula prowlers chapter uh, i was out visiting yep. Biloxi. Uh, my best friend Adam from up in Cleveland was coming down with his family and staying at the Beau Rivage uh, Casino. It's an MGM casino. They had some kind of... Oh, I know the Beau Rivage. Oh, yeah. Everybody does that comes to uh, comes to town. I'm like 400 there, so I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I like, I like it there, too. <laughs> uh, but I actually showed up a day early um, and went to the Honey Island Swamp in the New Orleans and visited a bunch of haunted oh, spots yeah. and checked off some bucket list stuff and i have a whole honey honey island swamp chapter i took some very suspicious pictures this is one of uh, a tree peeker and then i also got a strange carcass that uh i was hanging over the boat and took this picture of but the next day we went to pascagoula river and we went to uh some gator ranch and we actually rode the rougarou which is you know named after the werewolf and the captain uh was telling us a bunch about the uh, dogman sightings and big bigfoot you know encounters in the area and they said there was a violent sighting that uh it was charged after two kids after ripping the deer apart like literally within miles and uh, of course that was bone chilling and you know that wasn't usually part of the trip like the tour but I asked, I asked the right questions, and then he told the right answers. That captain actually uh, passed away, so I just want to say rest in peace to him. I'm pretty sure his name was Sam. I have a bunch oh, yeah. with him. Rest in peace, Sam. You gave us that Rougarou information. But after the Gator Ranch, we uh, visited a couple state parks. We went to Shepherd State Park, and me and my friend Adam were uh, hiking. And I was wa- walking along these pillars. Well, it was this high rise like above the swamp, probably like 12 feet, and it was just being built. So we were jumping from pillar to pillar. And uh, we were drinking the night before. So, of course, my stomach was a little weird. But uh, before, before we made a couple <laughs> 
I was making Bigfoot calls. And in the Bigfoot world now, you know, that's really a no-no because we don't speak their language. So you don't want to say anything that can set them off. But I was with my buddy Adam. I wanted to, you know, be funny and kind of stir it up. So I kind of mocked, you know, the the ancient ones. And I paid the price because when I jumped across one of the pillars, I I farted and some came out when I landed. And I was so embarrassed. (laughs) And I was with Adam and his parents were in the car. And I, I didn't want anybody to know, so I kept, kept hiking along on the pillars, like with a mushy butt, and then uh, with monkey butt, of course. And then uh, I ended up, you know, after another mile, and by then a rash has already started. I'm already very uncomfortable, and I made it to the forest, and I had to get uh, away from Adam, so I separate from him, and I, I just need to see what the damage was, and I'm looking at my pants, and. Uh, I, I get away from Adam and David Polite is missing 401. I don't know if you guys are, you know, super familiar with people are vanishing at, at you know, dense areas and national forests. So we need to Absolutely. keep our eye on each other. And I've, I've learned these protocols and I've tested the waters back in the day, you know, doing psychedelics in the forest alone. And now I'm like, Oh, I won't even go anywhere with my, without my mom knowing where I'm at, you know? So I'm pretty safe now that that I'm aware of all the situations, but I get around the corner away from him and I pull my pants down a little and I see that I got, I got to change my pants. Well, at least get rid of my underwear. So I, I take my take my pants off and I drop my shoes off because I take my socks off because I got a wipe. And uh, so I took my socks. I wiped something. You know, it was super vulnerable. I feel something like bluff charging me, just testing me uh, from a little bit of distance away. And I was so scared, but I had a bigger, bigger problem, you know, and I. uh, I drop my pants and I feel this thing coming and, and I wipe, but I throw all my uh, my boxers on the ground and my socks on the ground after I wipe. It up, I pull my pants up, and while I pull my pants up, something full on charges me and I rip away from my shoes barefoot, and it was it was literally just like a five to seven second thing, but it was it was super intense. While I was it's down, it's it's the worst you could it's the worst you could have. And uh, I scurry back to Adam, and he's already down the path. He does. He's not aware of missing 401. Care. He's not scared of anybody. He plays <laughs> college football. That's why I'm trying to mess with him, you know. But I end up paying the price. And uh, I make it down there, and he's like, "Oh, what was that?" And he has no clue. And still to this day, he probably still hasn't read the freaking chapter or heard any of the podcasts that I've mentioned. <laughs> so, it's hilarious. But I end up getting back to the car, and I'm like. Yeah, I have, to, I have to go to the bathroom because I just had to clean up and finish. And uh, his dad is like, oh, could you have just gone outside? And Adam's like, man, you know what he means. And I, it's just so it's so funny. <laughs> the Pascagoula River incident. I call him the prowler. <laughs> Uh, but it was definitely something strange. It could have been a deal Man, a raccoon, but it scared the out of me. So it's, it was wild. Oh, man. There's a whole lot happening in Pascagoula, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, our uh, and that segment, you know, it, it really stood out to me from the book. You don't say. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was about it. But <laughs> you know, and that's one thing I liked about Big Brother Bigfoot. It it you know, it didn't cut any corners. It just told the truth whether you liked it or not. It had a had several segments in the book from the great Magnolia State of Mississippi. 
where Smitty and I were born and raised. And, you know, our very first ep- full official episode of All Things Underexplained had to do with one of the most famous... <laughs> I think you just said underexplained, which is actually I- very, very appropriate. <laughs> underexplained. It's totally underexplained. So, had, had to come, came straight from Mississippi for one of the most infamous UFO sightings ever. And we kind of got into the Pascagoula incident with Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson, where they were. And you talk about this in your book, where they were abducted. They were out catfishing. And sure enough, they were abducted and taken away on the craft. And just a total, totally believable thing. They reported it to police, you know. But I wanted to ask you, Connor, because one thing, one commonality I've noticed in your books and all your explorations and we've noticed it with a lot of our guests maybe all of them there seems to be a lot of of crossover between ufo encounters and bigfoot encounters like people are either seeing them in the same areas that maybe they're spotting both within short amount of short amounts of time but have you noticed that do you have any thoughts uh, on this, you know, co- is it a coincidence? We, you know, what's your thought? Yeah, I uh, definitely think it's all. Lit. You know, you read the first line in Erie Swamps. It's a uh, coincidence is the only thing to never exist. Like dragons, mermaids, three-headed monsters. It all, it all exists. But coincidence? No way. There's no such thing as coincidence. Everything is linked. Uh, so I definitely think, you know, of course, the Sasquatch are the ancient ones. They're true earthlings. They're the most adapted to this plane. So, of course, they're going to be paying attention to the sky and being able to calculate. Humans have been able to po- point out the constellations and just everything that has mapped along, you know, our society. Some of it is BS, but some of it is sacred. Like Orion's belt, Orion is us when we need to fight. The Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, that was something of all of our childhoods. That's still up there. The North Stars, the Polaris, I don't believe they're rocks. They're deities. They pulsate when you really look at them. So I look at them as, you know, they are creators. They're in our image. They're the stardust that we talk about. Not physical dust like stardust. I'm not stardust, uh, sawdust. It's, It's like literally metaphorical, but deeper than metaphorical. It's just energy. You know, think about energy dust. That's that's what we are. We're the remnants of the creator. But I definitely think the UFOs would be tracking the U, uh, the Bigfoots and the ancient ones and the Yowies, the Yaren and the Dogman, the reptilians. They're, of course, paying attention to everything. Are they pulling all the strings? Who knows? Is it us in our future times? Or is it evil government? Of course, the government has spaceships that have been spotted and been worked on uh, ever since, you know, World War One. Vietnam War had a bunch of incidents with the Vietnam rock apes. They're about like a four to five foot tall race of people uh, deep in the jungle. And of course, these young men and women uh, were dealing with, you know, these creatures and then the Viet Cong. And then, you know, they report back to their their elders and their upper ups and they're told oh you were smoking too much hashish or you're making it up you're locked down come on guys we have to start embracing our brother and sister the military the firemen the police 
the people in the lumber, the trailer drivers, come on, we have to listen to the experts. And they aren't the, the doctors and these primatologists. Like, come on, guys, we have to listen to the people in the field. Talk to anybody on a Native American uh, reservation or anybody that's been a hunter for their whole life. Things happen in the forest that are unexplainable. That's plain and simple. Just the life, just simple life. We dream and we create worlds while we sleep and then we wake up, have amnesia and forget about it. And then we just write that off like it's normal. You know, it, it's so crazy. We, we sleep most of our life. We have to pick it up. And I have a dream journal. And of course, I'm not as efficient as I wish I would be. You know, I, I wake up in the morning and try to scribble something, but sometimes it just doesn't doesn't show up it's it's not there and you gotta think is that the wi-fi is that the water i've been drinking is that the meat i've been eating is there a way to cleanse am i i need to eat grub in the forest and tree bark all day and drink from my my straw from the creek like i, I don't know it's it's a ongoing thing because society doesn't raise you to your highest vibration nature will but us we're we're raised by society so i don't think we can adapt quite you know adequately because it's sometimes you get infections and stuff we need to need to find a balance and so of all of the things that you are enthusiastic about which is many um how did you choose bigfoot as sort of your focus for bigfoot anonymous yeah, uh, of course, just chose me, you know, because Ohio grass, man. And then when I moved down here, I was surrounded by the Florida skunk ape and the Ochizy Pond wild man. Going up, you know, hike was always obsessed with that creature in the woods. And I watched movies and documentaries with my mom and went uh, deep sea fishing with my grandfather and growing up on the Ohio River, you know, with my grandfather, you heard of the mantis man and just a bunch of mutated creatures. But just Bigfoot has always just been close to my heart because it's always it's always been close to my soul too because there's been stories around where I grew up and around where I live now. There's stories everywhere. And like I say in the title, Big Brother Bigfoot, it's our bridge to the ancestor. I'm not very religious, I'm very spiritual and that seriousness with God that everybody else has and the creator and Jesus Christ um, and Yahshua, I have with Bigfoot because I think that's the first step because the beginning stories, you know, not in the Bible, but baby Jesus was carried by St. Christopher. St. Christopher was a giant who carried him against the icy rapids. Baby Jesus was the first Bigfooter. So I'm, I'm just... I'm just living like our Christ, you know. I got the long hair. I'm just trying to pull it, pull it all <laughs> together from our ancestors, you know. <laughs> you have mentioned so many creatures that I have never heard of in my entire life. But um, one of our listeners, George Winters, wanted to ask you if you are aware of the Alabama white thing. Yes, of course I am. I love it. I wish I had uh, the card right here. I have a MetaZoo card uh, of the white thing. And I talk about it in a video. It's on my YouTube, Bigfoot and Nod. But I love the Alabama white thing. I'm 15 minutes from the Alabama line. So it's it's close to my heart. But one time, actually, on the way to Pascagoula and Biloxi, New Orleans, that whole trip, I actually stayed with my mom in Mobile, Alabama. And Mobile is famous uh -oh. for the Mobile Wolf Woman. And of course, the Alabama white <laughs> thing. So when I arrived late 
and uh, my mom was with her uh, fiance, so I didn't want to intrude too much. So me and my mom actually went on like a midnight hike and uh, went around Mobile, right where the bay is. There's a nice little trail that goes into the forest. And I was hyping her up about the Alabama white thing and the Mobile wolf woman. And of course, in Mobile, there's that big tunnel. I don't think she actually went across the tunnel because she was on the other side. But, uh, you know, everybody knows about the haunted tunnel of Mobile. You go right under the city. It's magical. And, you know, you drive right through Pensacola where Jaws 2 was filmed. Coming right from the swamps where Creature from the Black Lagoon was filmed. Any cinema fan, Jeepers Creepers was filmed right down the highway. Oh, like, oh my gosh, guys. If you like movies, if you like folklore, come to Florida and then just drive. Drive west. One summer, I drove from Florida all the way to California. We lived on the road, you know, couch surfing and sleeping at marinas, 24-hour gas stations and grocery stores, dead-end hour streets. And a lot of, you know, my chapters mentioned that, just the vulnerability I was thrown to. But I also loved it because I really had nowhere to come home to at that point. I moved from Ohio down to Florida, lived out of my car, joined the punk rock musical, and then for the summer, we we went west, and I had nothing to come back to. I, I was planning on staying in Nevada. I wanted to work at a crater, but you know, I had prior obligations to the punk rock musical, and you know, looking back, I'm like, oh man, I wish I just camped it out there. They could have mailed me my car and everything, but you know, you live and you learn. I probably wouldn't be alive if uh, all that happened, so everything happens for a reason but it's beautiful. I always wanted to work at the pub and live above the pub. And I joined the band and lived with the band and it was crazy. And now I live in the Panhandle of Florida, like Georgia and Alabama style. But back in my Central Florida days, those were crazy. Living in the swamp and exploring <laughs> dingy punk rock bars and showing up and just, wow. We were meditating in graveyards and doing some like Aleister Crowley meditations. It got really crazy, man. The, the months after that, I had to really uh, bounce back and like, come back, adapt back to society. It was a lot for me. But, but You have certainly lived a lot yes. for your young years. How old are you? I'm uh, 28. I'm 28. Uh, but I always say, energy is never created nor destroyed, you know? <laughs> to be continued.